Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cedar Grove Capital, your source for actionable insights, industry deep dives, and single name coverage in the consumer tech and cannabis industries. If you are new, you can join below. Please hit the heart button if you like today's newsletter and reply back with any feedback. So today uh, is quite a long one, so please bear with me if I have to take a second to grab some water. <laughs> but um, today's article, No Pain, No Gain, XPOF Going Higher. Um, this is a um, stock within the fitness space that I have looked into in the last couple of weeks. Um, the actual name is Exponential Fitness, and the ticker is XPOF. Uh, so let's kind of dive into it. So for the summary, a few few points that I want you to kind of you know lead in with uh, as you're listening to me in this article. Uh, number one, uh, the company hurt during COVID has executed well on a post-pandemic comeback and has almost returned to full pre-COVID levels. Broader tailwinds fueling a return to in-person workouts and the desire to try new fitness concepts. Management executing well on diversifying revenue channels, improving margins, and growing internationally. The stock is currently trading at 18.4 times fiscal year 2022 earnings, uh, a discount compared to the broader S&P index, consumer discretionary index, and other fitness names. So let's kind of dive into the business overview. Exponential Fitness uh, is a boutique fitness studio franchiser that operates in North America and 11 countries globally. Within their portfolio, they have 10 brand name franchises that you may or may not have heard of before like Club Pilates, Pure Bar, Cycle Bar, Stretch Lab, Row House, Yoga 6, Rumble, AKT, Stride, and BFT. I've included a description of each in the footnotes. Uh, so if you do see the print version of this um, uh, post, you can just scroll down there and check it out and you can come right back. Uh, it's, it provides you with more context to what each individual uh, brand is. Uh, moving on, they've grown from 751 studios in Q3 of 17 to 1889 as of Q3 21, uh, which is the date ending September 30th of 2021. And the company believes that they can have a total of 6,900 studios in the U.S. alone. They operate under an omni-channel approach with three main categories. Number one, X+, which is their video on-demand platform with over 1,000 workouts. Uh, studios, which, you know, we're everyday people can go in and physically exercise in any franchise location and X-Pass, which is a membership option that allows members to gain access across all 10 brands. All these three membership options help the company drive overall system-wide sales and thus bigger franchise revenue. Uh, just a key note, uh, initial franchise investment is around $350,000 and they have a playbook designed to generate an average AUV or average unit volume of $500,000 in the year two of operations and studio level operating margins ranging between 25 and 30%. So my overall thesis for this company is to go long. Uh, as the stock market continues to be very volatile and tech stocks continue to be selling off with no remorse, I'm looking into various subsectors within the consumer and retail space that can hold up better in a slower economy while still having significant upside potential. This has led me to the fitness subsector, and I recently wrote an article on how the fitness industry has evolved from pre-COVID to post-COVID and how we as investors could capitalize. Um, the, the title of that other article is Fitness in a Post-COVID World. Um, this article will give you more context for the article that you are listening to right now. Uh, but I think that exponential fitness has a lot going for it and will drive upsized returns in the long run. So here's why. Point number one, an asset light model. 
Like I mentioned previously, Exponential Fitness is a franchiser of boutique fitness brands. So what does this mean? Well, it's probably best to quickly explain how franchising works. Franchising means that the franchisor, in this case, Exponential Fitness, offers a branded package deal to qualified individuals, aka the franchisee, that includes the goods and services and the name of the business to be used for a fee. I, the franchisee, would pay Exponential Fitness upfront fees to buy a franchise and then pay an ongoing fee to continue utilizing said name, pay for marketing-related costs, while also receiving the necessary training and support needed to make this a success. So in this case, Exponential Fitness owns all the IP and gets paid for others to use it. Because the company does not want to have company-owned studios long-term, that means that they will only be collecting fees from the franchisees as more studios open. Simple enough, right? Yes, however, there's a caveat to this. In the, if the franchisees don't make money, then Exponential Fitness doesn't make money since the real source of the company's revenue comes from taking a cut of gross sales from the franchisee. This is known as the system-wide sales, um, sales system-wide. And th uh, this in turn keeps interests aligned and the need for the franchisee to become successful so that the company, Exponential Fitness, can also become successful. While the company technically owns 43 studios out of 1889 and were acquired during COVID, as of September 30th, 2021, they plan to refranchise or discontinue all of them by the end of the year if they are unprofitable. This will allow them to hopefully get things back to running order, and then they can hand the ropes to someone else and strictly focus on the growth of their franchisees. So little to no physical assets equals little to no cost in owning the, those physical assets. Point number two. Return to in-person. Like I mentioned in my fitness deep dive, people who were forced to do at-home digital workouts during the pandemic are over having to be confined in their tiny apartments or homes and not have any social interaction whatsoever. Consumers are longing to get out of the house, try something new or old, and be a part of a community where you're being pushed by those around you and held accountable. According to MindBody, a third of consumers surveyed stated that they plan to visit more studios after trying new workouts virtually. Remember this for later. And that 40% of consumers are booking workouts with studios they have never physically visited before, allowing businesses to reach digital first clients. Adding fuel to the fire, from a McKinsey report, 70% of fitness consumers reported missing their gym as much as they miss family and friends. It's a bit extreme, but hey, it proves a point. Even the CEO of Exponential highlights on a Q2 21 earnings call just how well the business has bounced back. Open quote, when comparing the end of second quarter of 2021 to January 30th, 1st of 2020, without even taking into account our newest brand, Rumble, our business has recovered to 103% of actively paying members, 98% of total visits, and nearly 90% run rate AUVs. Close quote. So while digital fitness will always be a thing, consumers shift back to in-person will benefit exponential fitness as more and more consumers feel comfortable with attending group-oriented classes. Point number three, COVID contracts available supply. While returning to in-person is a good thing for the company, it didn't come without any bloodshed. COVID really put some tough times on fitness centers when we all went into lockdown and with various state orders, many did not survive. In fact, Eight major chains filed for bankruptcy and 17% of fitness centers closed permanently, according to the industry group, uh, trade group IHRSA, um, which is the International Health and Racket and um, Sports Association. 
With a significantly reduced supply of gyms and studios across America, there is naturally more demand with limited supply as consumers continue to work out in person. This would allow those companies that have survived to fill classes faster, boost AUVs, or average unit volumes, and in time, even raise prices. So while tragic that there were bankruptcies and closures, Exponential can help fill the void. Point number four, an omni-channel approach. As I mentioned in the business overview portion of this post, Exponential Fitness operates through three different channels. X Plus, which is the video on demand, Studios, which is your in-person classes and workouts, and X Pass, which is a membership offering across all brands. I'll go over each one and speak to why they are key for future success. So let's start off with in-person first. This one is a no-brainer, and better yet, it's actually their bread and butter. Without having physical studios, this company would just be a fitness app that offers digital workout classes, uh, essentially a Peloton membership without a bike. But while this seems rudimentary, it's necessary because of those that either started their fitness journey digitally during COVID or for those that had to compromise with digital because they used to be an in-person type of exerciser. Exponential Fitness did a survey on their members and about 43% or more are excited to jump back in to in-person classes and cancel their digital subscriptions. Plus, 83% of members who had previously had a big box gym membership canceled those after they joined an XPO studio. As we continue to return to normal, XPOF is, this, is seeing once digital users and those that were already physically going to a fitness center want to get back into the studio. Having these new types of classes built around a community is what is helping the, com- the company get back to full occupancy and work towards achieving pre-pandemic AUVs. Uh, X+. Plus. Um, X Plus is Exponential Fitness's answer to video on demand. Users can access a library of over a thousand workouts from their devices. You can choose workouts from any nine brands that the company offers and then select targeted classes within that area of fitness focus. The monthly price for this offering is $30 a month and content is never stale with new classes and programs being released weekly. With the overall shift in how work is conducted, working from home versus being you know, on site in the office, People are integrating their lives with more technology. In fact, 46% of mind-body survey participants stated that they intend to make virtual classes a regular part of their routine, even after studios reopen. X Plus allows for the company to branch out and target those fitness users who might not want to physically go into the studio, but still want access to all the great workouts that the company has to offer within the safety and comfortability of their own home. In essence, the best of both worlds. Plus, being an owner of a physical brick-and-mortar studio, having a digital option is just table stakes in this new world we live in. Uh, Thirdly, their X-Pass. With in-person and digital covered, what more could the company do? Well, they decided to launch an internal ClassPass membership option. Uh, For those of you that don't know, ClassPass is a membership that you can buy that allows you to use credits in order to sign up for different workout classes from different fitness companies in your area within one membership. This allows you to have access to different fitness concepts without needing to have multiple memberships. So Exponential Net Fitness thought, why not make it option so that members could access all of its brands instead of just one? Thus, XPass was born. XPass utilizes the same concept of credits to be utilized across its brands and costs anywhere from $49 a month to $139 a month, depending on how active you want to be. Two helpful stats that came out in the company's Q3 21 transcript that reinforces the effectiveness of XPass, uh, XPass's offering are below. Uh, first, 15% of XPass users never interacted with the company prior to joining XPass. Uh, 
And number two, 23% were previously deemed inactive by studio sales staff. So not only have not only have they done well to recruit net new users, but they have also been able to get churned members to get on the service. While reading the company's Q2 21 earnings transcript, the CFO brought up a really good point on how this offering can help boost retention, which is a core metric that membership-oriented companies need to keep as high as possible. Uh, so open quote, further building out things like our XPass, using some of our auxiliary revenue streams to drive members back into studios and allow them to try different verticals and kind of taste the various brands that we have, I think we will also improve retention across the system as people who may have been doing rowing for a long time or bar for a long time. It gives me the opportunity to try Club Pilates, keep them in our ecosystem by using XPass as a tool for member uh, retention, end quote. Instead of churning because I'm over the one thing, I could just try something else out and hopefully stay on the platform. Makes sense. With brick and mortar, digital, and cross-channel offerings currently being offered, I think the company has a good grasp on acquiring and keeping as many customers under their umbrella as possible. Point number five, international expansion. While the company has a lot of its footprint already in North America, it does have its eyes set on international expansion. Currently, the company operates within nine countries like Australia, Saudi Arabia, Japan, DR, South Korea, etc. And with the addition of BFT, it now has over a thousand studios open or obligated to open internationally. What's interesting to know is how um, like revenue gets recognized internationally. When a franchisor in North America sells a license, they amortize that over 10 years or the length of the license. But that's not the same when you go abroad. Internationally, the master franchisor is actually servicing the franchisee. The payment or the proceeds that the company gets from each license sale or each equipment package gets recognized as revenue immediately. So as um, they start to see any accelerated ramp on the international front, the impact from revenue and margin standpoint hits the P&L immediately. So that will probably be the largest component of revenue and margin growth in the coming quarters as XPOF continues to grow internationally. Point number six, economies of scale. Just like any company that makes or sells goods and services, your costs will still grow as a percent of growth, but perhaps not as quickly, which allows you to grow your margin and thus increase profits. How XPOF can accomplish this with their current business is two things. Number one, offloading their corporate stores, which they're incurring all the costs for at the moment, and two, continue to sell and open more studios while keeping the growth in their SG&A expense down as much as possible. To my first point, about getting rid of corporate-owned studios, the, CEO, the CFO said in their Q3 earnings call, open quote, we discussed that we would be franchising those out and we've made really, pro really good progress and continue to make good progress on delivering on that in commitment by the end of the year. So you'll see SG&A uh, ramp down associated with the company-owned studios throughout the end of this year, end quote. Though this is more of a one-time thing, it will have an impact on the fiscal year 2022 margins. However, the real margin improvement comes from just doing business as usual. XPOF hires staff to sell licenses and support their franchisees as they continue to grow. As they grow, their staff can support more franchises, which means that the top-line growth should outpace the growth in SG&A expense. To give you an example, SG&A expense as a percent of net revenue has gone down from 75.2% in 2018 to 51 point, or 57.1% in 2020. Excuse me. Granted, 2020 was a unique situation, but even in 2019, SG&A was only 62.3% of net revenue. 
a difference of about 13 percentage points. With Topline growing fast and SGNA growing moderately, amongst other factors, the company believes they can achieve EBITDA margins in the 35 to 40% range long term. This compares to adjusted EBITDA margins of 9% in 2020 and 13% in 2019. Point number seven, pseudo fitness ETF. As I dove deeper into my research on the company, I came across a realization that I haven't experienced in many in any other business aside from restaurants, and that is diversification. Some restaurant companies have brands under the portfolio across different cuisines and they franchise out. Example, Yum Brands, which owns KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and the Habit Burger Grill. This same principle applies to exponential fitness. The company has 10 brands that each offer different types of workout classes that revolve around two things, functionality or high intensity interval training, AKA HIT. So instead of buying into one concept type of business, you know, think Peloton, you can buy into a single stock that has exposure to many different types of fitness offerings. This in and of itself gives you pseudo diversification amongst the boutique fitness industry. So that if you were worried that a fitness trend might fade, you have nine others that are different that might even grow faster. This is why the concept of a pseudo ETF came into my mind because you're holding a basket of different fitness concepts by just investing in one name. Pretty interesting if you ask me. Point number eight, M&A and partnership opportunities. When you already have 10 great brands under your belt, how do you make sure that you can continue giving members optionality while bringing in fresh new concepts into the fold? You either build, which is creating your own, buy, which is M&A, or partner. Exponential Fitness has done just that across its lifetime, and I don't think they'll be slowing down anytime soon. Let me explain what they have done in the last two years. So on the acquisitions front, uh, the company has made two acquisitions as of recent, Rumble and BFT, which is body fit training. Uh, I should have mentioned that earlier. For those that, uh, for those of you that are not in the NYC area, Rumble was all the craze pre-COVID, and it seemed like so many millennials would talk about it as a status symbol within their conversations. Rumble operated under two different concepts, boxing or running. This appealed to many fitness enthusiasts that wanted to, that special hit class, but with a strength component to each. XPOF acquired Rumble in March of 2021 and will be spending time building out that brand as it is still in just in the single digits for a number of unit studios. The most recent acquisition that the company has made was for BFT. What's unique about this acquisition is that the company paid $44 million for it and immediately expects the deal to be accretive on an EBITDA margin basis, but also opens more doors internationally. Because of this one deal, BFT alone led to a 15 times increase in international studios to bring the total to 130. That's also great. What's also great is that there are over 150 BFT studios that were previously sold to this deal uh, that is contractually obligated to open across the Asia Pacific region within the next nine months. So not only immediate growth, but a pipeline for future growth as well. Aside from these two deals that the company has made, XPOF has a track record of rolling up strong name brand fitness concepts into the fold, such as Stretch Lab in November of 2017, Row House in December of 2017, AKA or AKT in March of 2018, Yoga 6 in July of 2018, and Stride in December of 2018. I think we will continue to see the company paying close attention to new and cool fitness trends and concepts to acquire in an effort to improve optionality and stay with the times. So to my second point within this, uh, partnerships. A recent exclusive partnership that XPOF has signed 
actually has to do with LA Fitness. This deal allows exponential fitness franchisees that already have a studio open in their protected territory to open another studio within an LA Fitness or City Sports Club gym. Pulling a quote from the press release, open quote, studio development time and and build-out costs of these locations will be less than those of a traditional standalone studio, and existing franchise partners will have an opportunity to drive additional revenues while operating these locations free of initial franchise fees and lower marketing fund fees. AUVs at these locations are expected to be lower than those of traditional studio locations. However, this opportunity provides for reduced operating costs than standalone studios, end quote. The agreement lays out a minimum development of over 350 franchise locations over five years to add exponential brands in more than 500 fitness international locations. So anywhere from 350 to 500. The, real, the reason I point this out, uh, this partnership, is because of how creative management is getting to fuel studio growth. And even on the most recent transcript, they mentioned that they would they could see themselves continuing to do agreements like this in the future with other gym, um, other gym centers and brands. But even with all this being said, I can continue going off on why this company uh, should be long. There are, there are risks associated with that. So like all companies, there are risks that cannot be ignored when trying to operate the business as efficiently as possible. For XPOF, I've actually listed four risks that I feel will be the most damaging to the business and the likelihood of them happening. So risk number one, more COVID restrictions. Just like how it affected the business the first time around, the company is not immune to it happening again. With new variants arising as the norm, the potential for another lockdown might be slim, but that doesn't mean that the state or city measures aren't a real risk. There could be another situation that calls for strict social distancing measures, vaccine mandates, and even occupancy caps. If this were to happen again in the future, the franchises will see a big hit to their AUVs and potentially lost momentum of opening new studios, which will directly affect XPOF's ability to become profitable. Point number two, lack of market liquidity. Another point that is definitely applicable to, to the company, at least, at least at the stock market price, is the lack of market liquidity. What do I mean by this? I mean how little money is flowing in and out of the company on a daily basis, which stems directly from the number of shares being traded on a daily basis. On average, the company trades about 208,000 shares a day. At an average price of $17, let's say, that's only $3.6 million in dollar terms. This is incredibly low for a company that could pose a risk for investors looking to exit a position since there aren't enough transactions happening on a daily basis. Volatility in this name will remain high until it becomes more recognized and gains more awareness. Just something to be cognizant of, uh, but that shouldn't deter you from potentially entering the position. Point number three, cannibalization. With the incredible growth of new studios opening and licenses being sold, it begs to ask if all these openings could in fact eat into others' ability to earn revenue. Because the company has XPass, which can be beneficial for the company and the studio franchisee, it could eat into the revenues of the studios and then make a dent into the company's revenue. The ability to strategically draw lines and not flood the market with studios too close to each other will be paramount as the company expands to its potentially 6,900 count in the U.S. Point number four, labor costs. Along with the growing great resignation over the last year, Workers are hesitant to return to a job they don't feel pays them enough or requires more in order to stay. In an industry that relies on good fitness instructors to teach these classes and record workout videos, they are in high demand, and they know it. 
Interviews have shown that Peloton instructors make anywhere from a six-figure salary all the way up to over $500,000 in total compensation. Now, I'm not saying that XPOF pays their instructors that much, but a quick uh, glass door search for rumble salaries in New York City says about $3,200 a month in earnings, so in theory about $38,000 a year. However, this doesn't mean that the company hasn't paid up already or won't have to in the future. So moving along, uh, which I'm sure everybody wants to know, is the valuation portion of this post. Um, so to be honest with you, valuation is probably the easiest part of this entire research. The business in and of itself is not rocket science either. The company sells franchises, the franchises make money, the company makes money, and the company sells more franchises to make more money while keeping their costs down, which means, hey, the company becomes profitable. Simple. So while the company is not yet net income positive for fiscal year 2021, it is planning on being profitable in fiscal year 2022. The company is estimated to earn about 95 cents a share in fiscal year 2022, and with a current share price of $17.46, that gives us a forward PE multiple of 18.4. Not crazy considering that the S&P 500 index is trading at 22.4 times uh, forward multiple, and the consumer discretionary index is at 26.2 times, and even other fitness names like Planet Fitness that does have you know their physical locations and a digital offering, uh, and also F45 Fitness, which is a single concept franchisor, are trading at 51.9 times and 17.1 times, respectively. Factoring in a modest 25 times forward PE to account for faster growth names to the company's 95 cents in estimated earnings, and we get a share price of $23.75, or a 36% upside from yesterday's close. However, I believe that with more growth internationally and with economies of scale, the company can be worth north of $30 in a, uh, a share in as little as two years. So my closing argument, everyone is so absorbed in the next big thing, which usually involves technology-related companies, while failing to realize that there are many consumer and retail names out there that can return a pretty penny. I believe that XPOF is one of those names, and in a world where mental health and general wellness are huge factors for many, fitness is one of the best ways to accomplish that. For all the above reasons, that is why I am bullish on the future of this name. Um, full disclosure, I and we have a stock option or similar derivative position in XPOF at the time of writing this article. I wrote this article myself and expresses my own opinions. I am not receiving compensation for it. I have no business relationship with any company whose stock is in mentioned in this article. This article is not meant to be taken as investment advice, and you should do your own due diligence prior to taking any action. So until next time, guys, this is Cedar Grove Capital signing off. Thanks a lot.